The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Friends in Recovery Podcast, the podcast that is here to help you, a loved one, or a friend get started down the road to recovery. This is the Friends in Recovery Podcast, brought to you by the Genesis House. Genesis House, providing a safe, nurturing environment to heal from addiction since 1992. Please be a friend and share our message with a friend on Podbean, iTunes, iHeartRadio, or YouTube. And now, here are your friends in recovery. Hey, welcome everyone. Friends in Recovery podcast. We're broadcasting live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And what a beautiful, wonderful place we're in. This is, I wish you could see it. It's awesome. I'm Mike Miles. We have Ed, the step guy Lombardi, and we have two special guests I'll introduce in a moment today. We have royalty with us, actually. You can, Friends in Recovery Podcast can be reached at help at friendsandrecoverypodcast.com. You can call us at 1-800-989-6504 or friendsandrecoverypodcast.com. Again, also look for us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Be sure to like us and subscribe. We would like to take this moment to thank Genesis House, and I sincerely mean this. Um, I've had friends, family, people I love and dear to, near and dear to me, and um, believe me, we've had some good results and some uh, some, some really successful uh, recoveries as a result of people going down to Genesis House. We're back here at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and um, we're going to be doing our show right now. And I, I want to introduce two guests. We have um, Woody Giesman. And Woody's going to tell us a little bit more about himself in a moment. And then we have Tony V. And Tony will also tell us a little bit more about himself. So. Yes, I will. Tony. Yeah. Tony. Uh, welcome. Yes, I welcome. will. Hi, guys. Welcome, welcome. welcome Try guys. to stop me. That's Great what I want to see. We are also you? have uh, Ed Chancio on the line yeah. temporarily. Hi, Ed. <laughs> Eddie, thank you. Hi, guys. Ed, apparently I'm, uh, uh, calling in. F- oh. uh, well, actually, St. Paul, Minnesota right now. I'm uh, sitting with uh, Sergeant uh, Brian Casey from the State Paul Police Department. He's an EAP here. Nice. And, uh, Minnesota. And, uh, he's listening, and uh, he'll be a future guest of ours. So he has a lot of good stuff going on, so he'll be a future guest of ours one day. Well, we'll but looking... welcome, Woody and, and Tony. It's great to have you guys on the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Ed. Good yeah, to be here. It's great. That guy's probably yeah, just yep. happy to get out of Minnesota for a time. Has it broke freezing yet? <laughs> It's just barely. It's just barely. It's, uh, it's not your life. He, he has, has no business coming here. He just needs to get out of Minnesota. There you go. <laughs> oh, oh. This uh, is going to be a show, guys. Yeah, it is. We're going to have a few laughs today. We appreciate you. We, we are, appreciate we it. My question yeah. is, is, do we get to keep the coffee? Mug? Yeah, you do. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Anybody? Do we do? Absolutely. I was supposed to bring you T-shirts, yeah. and I forgot them. No. I, for, I, you, I, for you, I'll, Woody, I'll you, can, you can take the mug. I'm not going anywhere without a T-shirt. I would rather wear the mug beautiful so we're gonna start out with it <laughs> with Woody, Woody. i'm gonna try to be nice <laughs> all right all that's right. all tony we're saving you for the wrap-up <laughs> all right <laughs> Woody, do we don't... know what we're even doing on this show guys uh, yeah we're talking, we're, about be... <laughs> we're talking about minnesota, minnesota. I don't know. <laughs> i'm not sure if mike uh, you know mike's having a tough week and call me ed <laughs> So, I don't know. It's, it's rich, the step guy. Uh, Just remember. Rich, Mike, Tony. Yeah, let's not forget. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. 
Man, so let's let Woody tell us a little bit about himself. Woody, it's all yours. Am I on? <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. I'm all on. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah. So I'm in someone in, uh, uh, in long-term recovery. Let's start awesome. there. Congrats. Right. Yeah. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Congrats. Congrats. Happy and, yeah, you know my uh, uh, my anniversary and uh, uh, f- for sobriety is uh, April twelfth of nineteen ninety. Awesome! It was one of those times where you look in the mirror and go, "I just can't look at myself." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you know how the rest of us feel. <laughs> it's a good thing you caught hold of that. Nah, it's good, man. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Long-term recovery. That's a long term. Yeah, well, you know, I was, uh, thank you. I was living in Los Angeles and living the dream out there. Well, uh, you were a rock and roll guy. Well, I was a rock and roll. You know, I tell my wife I, I used to be this really cool rock and roll musician. <laughs> She's not buying it. <laughs> She's like, that's right, you used to be. <laughs> you, you had hair back then, didn't uh, you? Oh, like, I remember oh. let's not talk about hair, right? Mr. Jonathan's hair. <laughs> yeah, that's a low blow, Chanchio. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, guilty as charged. I was a uh, 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 drummer, uh, signed to Warner Brothers, toured extensively with a band called the Del Fuegos. Man, we had a good time. Good. Tom Petty Tour, the Kinks, ZZ Top. I played with James Brown. That wow. Gave, that wow. Awesome. That, and Bruce Springsteen. Wow. You, so you that backed up Bruce Springsteen? No, no, no. He jammed with, with no. the Del Fuegos. Nice. He and Niels Ofgren showed up one oh night. Oh, my God. There was a knock on our dressing room door, and they said, we're going to, we want, uh, Bruce wants to come back and say hello. And we're like, let's go. <laughs> nice. Can't you see we're busy? <laughs> <laughs> Go back to New Jersey. <laughs> James Brown could have used the meat. <laughs> but anyway, so I've been in recovery for a little while, and, and uh, you know, I've been very fortunate uh, in recovery. I've worked in hospitals, and I worked at a place called Hope House for about five and a half years where I kind of cut my teeth, um, Cambridge Health Alliance, and then I worked for the Department of Mental Health for a little while, and then back in uh, 2001, 2002, uh, a woman approached me with a check and said, I want you to open the doors and turn on the phone and see what happens here. So I started this program called Right Turn. Nice. And, uh, you know, for me, and I think you guys probably all identify, it's, it's really about showing up every day and just being of service, mm. you know? Yeah, Where did absolutely. you get the name Right Turn? Re- who said that? Ah, Mr. Johnson. Be the voice of God. Yes. Yes. Coming from the, from the background. So I'm driving down. Can I use language on yeah, this? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm driving sure. down the street, and I'm talking to a friend of mine. I'm on my phone, and I'm looking at Memorial Drive, and I'm on. Um, and I said to my friend, so this woman writes me a check, and she, she said, I know about you. I want you to open the doors. I want you to turn on the phone. No expectation. Here's money. Go get started. Awesome. Get busy. So my friend on the phone said, so what are you going to call this? And I said, shit, I need you to take a right turn. And she said, that'll Th- do it. That'll wow. do it. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. That's good but as usual, good. I was in the wrong lane. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it didn't say do not enter. <laughs> that would have been, been a whole other thing. <laughs> He's got a recovery house. It's called do not enter. How am I supposed to help anybody? Oh what, a, what the heck? Uh, Beautiful. Kind of, kind of 
it looked like uh, you were running it. <laughs> no, that's Providence, Yeah, that's man. awesome. It is Providence. That's Providence. It's amazing <laughs> how things happen. Yeah. No coincidences. Yeah, no coincidences. No. That's for yeah. sure. That's for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and I got to say, guys, Woody's, Woody's uh, program is amazing. Woody and I have been working together for a long time now, and he does wonders out of that program. I'm glad the, right, the wrong right turn happened because mm. I could tell you he has gotten a lot of people the help they desperately needed, and they're, being, they're successful musicians, successful everyday people. And, and Woody, you got a lot to be proud of uh, uh, over that right turn. All kidding aside, uh, you know, I just, I just oh, want to make sure yeah. everybody knows that. Uh, so, thanks, Ed. You know, thanks, now, Ed. Yeah, and on a serious note from yeah. me, Tony V here, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I, I have to precursor. It's a precursor. You know, right turn started out, if I remember correctly, f- to help people, not, not solely, but almost solely for, in the arts because it's a, it's a different, sometimes their struggles are different than uh, other people. Well, kind of, yeah. I mean, a lot of people that came to us that were, gra- you know, kind of pulled into... Uh, we're, we're creative people, mm, right? Correct. Yeah. To your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Musicians and painters and poets and a lot of comedians yeah. and, sure. you know, creative yeah, you people. Yeah, a lot of our buddies, uh, you know, have found, you know, yeah. found uh, help with you guys. And uh, Tony, maybe you can great. speak to what, what is the major difference between uh, someone that does performance arts and, let's uh, say, Regu- uh, regular people. I can. I can. <laughs> Nor- normal people. There's I something should wrong say. with every one of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, in in a word, I can say this: it's ego. Mm. You know what I mean? I think people sometimes creative people think that because they found a way to you know make a living or express themselves differently than a nine to five job, they think that it makes them special. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you, there's a big history of. You know, of uh, of writers, especially and poets and stuff, being alcoholics and sort of that's where I get my creativity. Mm, that's right, my right. muse, and that's and no one can understand it. But in in this atmosphere, that right turn has has uh, you know brought about. It's uh, no one has that cop out because everyone's in the same boat. Right. You know what I mean? They can you identify can, with each yeah, other. Yeah, you can go to here's the the beauty of right turn. You can go to a meeting at right turn, and then the most amazing jam will happen afterwards. Oh, yeah. You know, they have like Absolutely. a stage. Yeah. There's a stage yeah. with instruments and, the, you know, meeting yeah. will break up and people will just start noodling and then all of a sudden wow. it turns into the best club you've ever been in right. in your life. Right. Right. Awesome. And not a drop of alcohol. And, every, and everybody's sober. And everybody's sober, not a drop of alcohol yeah. or, or drug right. around you. And, and it's just great. It's all about, you know, that. And, and, and I think that's really part of it is that, you know, to find a place where... You're comfortable because I don't know if a lot of people can, uh, so-called normal people or regular people can identify with Correct. with the life of a troubadour. Right, right. You know what I mean? Whether sure. whether it's a comedian or a musician or a writer or whatever, you're on the road all the time. You're up late. You're around stuff all the time. You mm-hmm. know, I make my living in in bars still. Right. You know what I mean? Every pizza joint and Chinese restaurant and. <laughs> And bar that has a room will oh, put on you. a comedy show, <laughs> and you know I was around it every every night of my life, and it it and it started to win. How long have you, you know? two been friends? Excuse me. How how long have you and Woody been friends? We've well, if we, you are, are friends, are you we, might not be friends. I, 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 I was, well, let's get at the root of that. Woody, I've been meaning to talk to you about something. Some We've been dating for a while. <laughs> wow. All righty then. It's Massachusetts. Yes, yeah. yes, it we is. We live in, so it's uh, you okay. Um, no, we've, we've known each other 15, 
uh, 20 years. Probably. Close to that, yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, sober since 91. Uh, and, uh, you know, and uh, as I say, I know a lot of friends and we do shows to support Right Turn, comedy shows for fundraisers and stuff like that. And, and Woody's one of those guys, when you meet him, you just want to help, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because his heart's in the right place and, and there seems to be no, uh, ulterior motive to him. It's, it's really to to be helpful. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. And I just want to, like, Woody, I had a, I had, a, was working with a client last night. I called Woody at nine o'clock at night, and just like the rest of us, he was there to help me. He told me what to do, what you know, who to, blah, 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 whatever. We had our conversation, and he really guided me to what, right. what I needed to right. do. So Woody is just like John. I mean, just like Mike, and just like you know, Rich and me. We'll take those calls. It doesn't matter. Three yeah. o'clock in the afternoon or three o'clock in the morning. You know, we'll help everybody out. And and Woody, you know. That, that's one thing I can say about with you working over all these years is that you're always there to help. And, and it's just amazing that, you know, that, that we, we have that kind of relationship. And we, I know somebody else that's just like Mike and myself and Rich that, that can do that. So I really appreciate that, Woody. And, and people on the other end of the phone really appreciate it too. So, Thanks, Ed, man. That's, a, that's kind of you to say. And, you know, we've worked together on some people, and I've sent some people down to – your program, the Genesis House down in Florida, and had some really uh, a really good outcome. So we're right. we're all on the same on yeah. the same train yeah. here. You, you know? know, and al- also Absolutely. I gotta say knowledgeable. You know what I mean? I, we've been in situations like that where if you have a loved one, especially or yourself, and you're Absolutely. floundering, you don't know which way to turn, you don't know the first step right. in getting help. You call somebody like Woody. And he goes, oh, yeah, you need to call this guy. We'll call this guy, see if they got a bed. If they don't have a bed, this guy's got a bed. What's your insurance? What do you need to do? Here's how we do it. And then all of a sudden there's a calm comes over, and you go, oh, this isn't insurmountable. Absolutely. Mm. You know? I think a lot of people, I'm I'm in the recovery business now. I was a cop for 35 years. I've been sober a long time myself. Um, But designer recovery, back in the day, I went away in 86. I went up to... um, some little point up in New Hampshire. It was a, there was a lot of places up in New Hampshire, yep, yep. Then, you know. But the good news was, they, they were it was <laughs> it was kind of like a factory. But you know there was good food, and you were away from everything, and you got sober. But AA was the driving force, and I, I can honestly say I don't remember much about that place, but I do remember going to meetings every single day and getting acclimated to AA in the you know the steps and, and the yeah, everything. But what, what I discovered was when I got out that I wasn't unique that I, you know, even being a cop, I didn't want anyone to know I was a cop, especially up there. I thought they were going to bundle me and kill me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little paranoid, you know. But, uh, you know, it, when I started going to AA meetings and I started meeting people from all walks of life, and I used to go to the South Boston meeting, um, St. Bridget's, I believe, and I met some people that were in the arts. Yeah, yeah. At that meeting. I can't mention their names. No, but, uh, you know, obviously, you know, I, I started going, wow, other people are in this. It's just not me. It's just not... You know, and it was nice. But I really believe a place like Genesis, or, and I'm sure you po- probably agree with this, Woody, is that, you know, there's no designer recovery. It, it is what it is. But I really do believe that if you're from a special walk of life or your, your profession, to be around people like yourself, it makes a big difference because you're going to pay attention more. You're going to hear some great networking, you know, that you might not hear if, if you were somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and you're not. I think you hit it right on the head. You're not special, right? You know what I mean. You have at least your recovery in common with people, but I think every every walk of life thinks that they they have a unique circumstance that I think a drives you into 
uh, abuse. And then it also can be your way of recovery. Coming out, Like, right. you know, I got to imagine that being a, you know, a, a cop is, you know, you're seeing the downside of life sure. all the time. And, then it, and it gets to you. And, you know, for us in the arts, I know when I started doing stand-up, it was, you know, it was just everywhere. It was just our life. You know what I mean? And I said this earlier to somebody, every night of my life was like Caligula's birthday party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and we thought, oh and we thought that that was normal. Right, you know, we right. thought, well, because everybody I know was doing that. And, yeah. and, you know, and then when you realize like, oh, this is not sustainable. Right. You know? Woody, how much do how much does the creative side of the people that are coming to you play into their recovery? Uh, Tony said that you know it's not uncommon for a jam to break out. Is music part of that process? Well, I, I, yeah, I, I tend to we tend to make uh, uh, expressive therapies, music, and the arts, and trying to tap into the that creative self that that may have been crushed and pummeled by. <laughs> <laughs> years of abuse. <laughs> By years of abuse. Right. I mean, I say that myself as a as a studio musician living out in Los Angeles and touring with the, the Del Fuegos. I was constantly, as Tony said, in very high risk situations. Right? If is you're not that what they call? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and being a police party. officer is, <laughs> has, <laughs> comes with its sure. own yeah, risk. It does, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of alcoholism uh, in uh, in the uh, police officers' uh, world, but. Um, you know, we we celebrate creativity every day in our clinic. You know, we we like to help people understand that recovery is not a bad place. It's not a boring place, but it's more about trying to tap into that. You know, who you are and and the um, and if you've if you have put uh, if you've tried to to if your addiction has made you to move away from what you do that you love doing, let's try to get back to what mm. it is that you do. Do you find that there's a fear involved where somebody may be using alcohol, in, as Tony's point earlier, as their muse, that without it, that they no longer are going to have that creativity? Yeah, that's that whole perception thing. I, I, yeah. I was working with this uh, really cool band from Britain trying to make a name for themselves. <laughs> and, which uh, we can't name now. Which I can't name. <laughs> the Been on the road for 50 years. <laughs> and, you know, it was really about the perception there, man. That, right. You know, you have to be, you know, uh, you have to be an alcoholic to be a great um, American, um, you know, author. Or you have right. to be a right. cocaine right. addict right. to be a great comedian or a heroin addict to write a great song. And these are all perceptions, right. you know. So let's let's uh, let's talk about those perceptions and how they're just perceptions. And I just have a quick question, and, and, and <laughs> it's for Tony. Great point. You know, I saw uh, Steve Sweeney. Yeah. yeah. And he did a police benefit years ago yeah, for yeah. us, and uh, yeah, he was doing some good stuff on cocaine. And I, and I had a problem with booze drugs, every drug you can imagine. Uh, yeah. You know, but um, it was amazing. I, and I don't want to break his anonymity, but I, I'm pretty sure that I, I assumed he was recovering because of the way he was speaking. So when you go back after you've been, and you've been sober a long time, both right. of you, were you better? Well, I, What's missing? Is anything missing? Nothing. Here's the thing, to Woody's point, and, and nothing's missing. I mean, the thing that's missing is, you know, the perception that you can't do what you do without being high on, uh, on some level. Mm -hmm. And I think for comedians, I know this especially, that they think that's what makes them funny, right. that the ability to free themselves up to act like they act on stage 
You know, like nobody can be who they are on stage 24 hours a day. You'd, 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 you'd shoot yourself. You know, you know what I mean? Because th that's just an amped up part of your personality. Right. Whether you take it up a notch or down a notch, right. it's not who, really who you are. It's who you write for. And I think the, the, the fear is that without, you know, without substance uh, or abusing anything almost, you're going to lose that. That, that that's not right. going to be, that part of you is going to just go away, you know? And I think that's, that's and it's a real fear. Because sure. once you start making your yeah, living doing living, what right, we do, right, right. you don't ever want to go back to not making <laughs> right, a living right. doing it. Right. Well, your you creativity know? must have happened before using. That happens, yeah. So that, that must be a, there must be a way to tap into a person's persona and say, you're, you're not going to lose it. You had this gift you had it, right. prior to so, the abuse. Yeah, and it's a falsehood that that's what makes you right. funny. But, you know, there's stage fright you got to worry about, and there's... You know, what are people going to think? And, you know, how am I going to write if I'm, you know, if I'm sleeping? You know what I mean? If I'm up, I'm, if I'm up, I can write. Uh, I write, you know, then you look at your paper the next day and you go, oh, boy. You know, none of that's going to be said in public. You know, that's exactly yeah. true. That, that's exactly true, Tony. There, and there was a study. The that, drugs and alcohol take. Oh, get it. Sorry, Woody. There, there's a study that uh, came out of Manhattan with uh, 280 uh, uh, people. Uh, uh, addicted people and the whole perception of I'm more productive mm. I have more ideas I have more original ideas Energy. I have better ideas you know um, when I from the drug use right yeah uh, and the the drug of choice for the study was actually cocaine. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah, I, I hated cocaine, but More I love energy. I hated cocaine, but I love the smell of it. <laughs> Seems like I might have studied that for a time. Was I in that study? Does being high and does being high and drinking and 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 everything take the edge off before you get on stage? Because listen, the 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 people who are on the other side of the stage. You know, we were all drunk or high or whatever, right. but did that take the edge off trying to get you guys out there and, and relaxed? And is that part of the draw, too? I think that's how it starts. Yeah. You know what I mean? You need a, you, you know, you have a drink or, or two to just, you know, calm the nerves. Because when you think about it, it's a, it's a nerve-wracking situation. And, you know, it's a little different for musicians, I think, uh, than comedians. You know, we're only as good as our last set. You know what I mean? Nobody cares that I was funny last week. Right. They only care if I'm funny right now, mm. in front, you know, on the stage in front of you. So there's that thing of like, oh, how am I going to replicate that? Oh, and I felt this way when I did that, so it must mean that I have to do this right. so I can continue, you know? Uh, but, but that's part of the trick of, it, of getting yourself on, sta on stage, you know, without being artificially boosted. You know, and enjoy what you're doing. That's where the that's where the real joy comes in. Well, the, you the know? initially, uh, you, you know, it's like the social lubricant. You know what I mean? It's like we use it, we drink, and uh, we we get loose a little bit, and da da da. But then eventually, you're taking over. Well, know? yeah, but yeah. I mean, isn't that the the thing with alcohol, especially? And yeah. I know with with cocaine too, sure. that for a while when you're doing it, it's it sure. jazzes you up, yeah. and then you know you feel creative, and and then all of a sudden it becomes a depressant. Mm. The de you know what exactly. I mean? The progression absolutely gets gets the best yeah. of you. you know? Exactly. I mean, I, I'd have to say... Go, go right ahead, Woody. The last thing here, I'd have to say, there was a time when I couldn't look in the mirror because I realized that I was... And I'd just done a country and western album. It was, and it was terrible. <laughs> really? It was terrible. Wow, talk about hitting bottom. 
<laughs> but I realized that not only was my musicianship terrible, right. but I was just doing it just so I could pay for my addiction. addiction. Right. And you had, uh, a lot, you had a lot to well, sing about a, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good bottom. Hey, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Yeah, you're listening to Friends of Recovery Podcast live from Studio 21 Podcast with the famous Tony V and Woody G. Geisman. check out the Don't Do It Yourself podcast. The Don't Do It Yourself podcast is a weekly podcast where Tommy Two Shoes and No Nonsense Nance sit down with a different specialist every week. If you're tired of unvetted and uninsured contractors charging too much money for not enough quality, you need to check out the Don't Do It Yourself podcast, the contractor's referral program. The Don't Do It Yourself podcast is live on YouTube every Thursday morning at 11 a.m., or on demand on iTunes, Podbean, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast catcher. Put that hammer down and don't do it yourself. Genesis House is a premier substance abuse and rehabilitation facility located in beautiful Palm Beach County, Florida. We have been providing the highest quality of addiction treatment since 1992 and are accredited by the Joint Commission. We offer a range of programs that include detox, residential treatment, dual diagnosis, a Christian track for people who want to incorporate their faith into treatment, a uniform services track, and we work with most major insurance carriers. Genesis House is led by a dedicated team of administrative and clinical professionals, and we stand on our commitment to excellence in recovery services. Contact us today to find out more about our program. Take the first step and call Genesis House at 800 737 09 or visit us on the web at www.genesishouse.net. That's 800-737-0933 or www.genesishouse.net. Begin your journey to a long and successful recovery with Genesis House. Soul Sessions is an intuitive life coaching service that provides a safe place for everyone to get the guidance they are seeking. Intuitive life coach Shanti Sincere Slade uses her powerful gifts of empathy, spiritual connection, intuition, human experience, and conscious listening to provide a safe place to evolve and shed light on the truth of who we all are, brilliant divine beings. Remembering ourselves as spiritual beings helps us to navigate through the human experience with more gratitude and ease. For more information or to book a free 30-minute telephonic consultation, please visit our website at www.soulsessions.com. That's www.soel for seeing ourselves evolve lovingly, sessions with an s.com. We can all use a little guidance. Richie Lombardi, The Step Guy, joins us once a month on the second Tuesday where we plan to get in-depth with each of the 12 steps to recovery. Come get sober with the Friends in Recovery podcast and Rich, The Step Guy, Lombardi. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to get this and every episode each and every week. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back, Mike. I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Where were you, man? 
I want to go there. It seemed peaceful. Exactly. Jesus. You guys are waiting in the studio without me, all right? I almost didn't come in today, too. Welcome back to the Friends and Recovery Podcast, live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We're here with Woody Giesman, and we're here with the great and funny Tony V, and, of course, Rich the Step Guy. And I'm I'm not sure who's doing time. Time. Takes time. Time takes time. That's going to be it's coming right boy, up. Yeah, uh, I wasn't sure when yeah, it was. There it is. It takes time. That's what I was waiting for. I thought it was going there. Time takes time. <laughs> wow. Welcome to the Time Takes Time portion of our show, sponsored by the Genesis House. This is where we ask our friends in recovery to email us your sober anniversary so we can celebrate them with you. Congratulations to the following. Well, first of all, we want to uh, congratulate Chris M. out of Drake. It's celebrating one year. Nice. Awesome. All Congratulations. Right. We got Ron G. from Erie, Pennsylvania, 15 years. Gail M. out of Duluth, Minnesota. Eddie, you're in Minnesota. Why don't you stop by and see her? <laughs> one year. They should. Yeah, there you go. Todd K., Fort Myers, Florida, four months. Maureen D. from Chevy Chase, Maryland, uh, one year. And then uh, last but not least, Thurman M., out of Hope, Missouri, 26 years. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations, Congratulations. to everybody. In yeah, a row. Awesome. In, in a row. 26 yeah. In a row. In a row, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thurman, Thurman. This is a name you don't hear often. Yeah, no. Uh, so if you'd like to celebrate your anniversary with us, please email us your first name and your last initial, city, state, and anniversary date to help at friendsinrecoverypodcast.com. Once again, help at friends inrecoverypodcast.com. Remember, time takes time. Sponsored by the Genesis House. And listen for your name in upcoming shows. Time takes time. 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 That is spooky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, Mr. Jonathan Thank put that you. together. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's you think nice. I could sing at the, at the house? His favorite, yeah. <laughs> his favorite show is the Ghostbusters. Show. <laughs> hey, um, I just nice. I had a few questions. Um, you know, you guys are a little bit old. You, 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 I'm not saying you're old, but I mean, you've been around, I'm old. obviously. Yeah, a little bit. Old. Yeah, yeah. Can't hide it. But um, w- w- when you look at recovery now s- s- compared to when you first started, you know, I'm g- and I'm going to start with Woody. Um, what, and, you, and you're really into it. I mean, you, you do it from all angles. It's a business. It's, it's, it's from your heart. You do the 12 stuff. I mean, I'll say one thing. Eddie Chaccio is, without a doubt, one of the hardest working men I've ever met. He didn't pay me to say this either. He's everywhere, and he's always got that great personality. He's never down. And if he is, he's doing it in the hotel because I've never seen him down. But he speaks so highly of certain people. And i got to tell you, Woody, I feel like I know you because he always talks about you. And, and I don't think it's because you're a, you know, a, a famous drummer or whatever. It's because of what you do now. So compared to where you were in 91 when you first started and where you are now in 2018, do you see it? what do you see as far as recovery? Is it more acceptable? Is it in your words? Well, no, that's a good question. Where has this this field come? Where where were we? Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I were completely honest with you, I I left, I walked away from Los Angeles and Warner Brothers and music, the music business mostly, to to go back to school um, because I felt like I was on this mission to, um, to... help people who needed help knowing that that 12 step recovery and the fellowships of 12 step recovery were there but sometimes people needed professional help mm-hmm. and i i felt like that's kind of what i needed to do is um 
help people get well enough so that they could actually um, uh, go to 12-step recovery. And right, right. sometimes people uh, just need some professional help. So when I, to answer your question, this is a long-winded answer. No, it's not. Is that when I started off in this business back in 1993, mental health and, and, and addictions did not talk to each other. Mm. Right? Good point. Good yeah, point. I mean, Different, they would, yeah. I mean, when I started off working at Cambridge health at the hospital addictions was on the second floor and, and psychiatry was on the third floor the locked ward. and they didn't talk to each other yeah, yeah, yeah. and i i no, said you know I've, I've got a guy here he's an alcoholic i think he's depressed we yeah. need to do an evaluation and they went not today I don't think so. oh. yeah you know the, the elevator's broken <laughs> how are we gonna get up there it's a whole it's a whole man. Uh, Dual yeah. diagnosis is a big thing nowadays with, uh, like, yeah. McLean's. You know, I, I have a private practice. I send a lot of people for help. But I, I, I think everyone I see, honestly, and, and maybe it's jaded, I don't know, but it seems to me everyone I do see, and I see a lot of people in law enforcement, and all walks of life, but mostly law enforcement, is they do have a dual diagnosis. They, they are depressed. I don't know whether it's from the addiction or they had depression, and that's why they have the addiction. It's almost like the uh, egg before the chicken concept. Huh? You know, it is the chicken and the egg thing. Yeah. I mean, if you would have diagnosed me, if you would have seen me <laughs> when, <laughs> when I walked through the doors of recovery, you would have said, oh, this guy's got some problems. <laughs> yeah. And I did. But yep. at the same time, you know, you know, thank thank God for uh, my 12 step fellowship. Um, you know, I stuck it out long enough and got some professional help. Yep. Uh, and a lot of those labels. Um, w didn't really stick right. after a period of time. Yeah. But that doesn't mean yeah. that they didn't exist. You know, guys, in, in the past, I mean, a lot of people were relapsing because of their their mental health issues that weren't addressed. And, you know, they, they, they didn't have anything to, you know, take that edge off. Like uh, a couple shows ago with, uh, with Sincere, the, the anxiety, you know, the anxiety is a huge thing amongst everybody in, in recovery. And, uh, you know, now, now it's being addressed, and, and we have less people relapsing because of we're we're, we're merging both of these, you know, the the substance abuse and the uh, and the uh, mental, uh, mental health, health yeah. piece. And a lot of people are, are coming a long way now versus years and years ago. Am I correct? I mean, I'm not. Yeah, it's a good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's amazing how uh, you put the alcohol down and the drugs down and the mental health uh, kind of like takes care of itself as you go. Sometimes. You know? it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Some, yeah, yeah well, it dissipates, right. you know right. what I mean? It's it, amazing how less anxious you right. are when you're, right. like, not drunk and, you know, worried about the police coming through <laughs> the door. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that takes a worry off. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, Wait a minute. They're not coming? <laughs> no, no, not today. <laughs> Tony, what do you and, think? And it's like a bunch of, bunch of cocaine... Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, it's like when you get stopped for speeding now. Yeah. You go, oh, right. All I was doing was speeding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, 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 takes, it takes a yeah. level right yeah, up. Yeah, it takes yeah. the edge You want my driver's <laughs> license? Yes. No yes. You're absolutely correct, officer. 
<laughs> have at it. Yeah. There's no powder on it. Nothing. Look at it. Frisk me. Look at the card. Do whatever you want. Write your ticket. I'm going home. Nice. <laughs> Never had gone. that in the early days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but it goes good away. Stuff. You know. Yeah. As you go. It yeah. does. But, but you got to stick around yeah. long enough to, for yeah. to, yeah. to, yeah. to, yeah. to happen. Yeah. yeah. You got to stick around. A lot long of people enough. they don't stick. You know. I was sober 14 months, and I swear I was in the shower, and I lived in this old house. Actually, a museum, the Whistle House Museum of Old. And, um, and there was one of those old-fashioned showers and had the plastic around. And I got an anxiety attack. Never had one in my life. And if I did, I probably anesthetized it with booze and drugs when I was 13. I don't remember. But from that day, it lasted about two and a half years. I went to every hospital, doctors. I, I would panic attack city. And you know what? It, it was almost like challenging me, I think, to go back to what I was doing. Because here I am, stone cold sober, and I'm, I'm out of my freaking mind. I couldn't drive. I couldn't eat. I couldn't go to sleep. And I had to write it out. You know, when I talked to people in the program who would talk about the unknown fears and I'd say, all right, and I'd move on to the next guy and talk to him. But, you know, you get through it, you yeah. know. And I think yeah. if I hadn't stuck it out, I think if I'd gone back out, I never would have come back. Uh, you know? Yeah. Did you guys I, ever experience anything like that? Or? Oh, well, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think we all do, yeah. uh, you know, on our own level. You, you know what I mean? I think what's happened uh, a lot is that, uh, like everything else, people learn. Like, when, when we've... You know, back 20 years ago, 19 years ago, when we, when we got sober, yep. it was very hush-hush. You know, you didn't want anybody to know. Right. I mean, it was the whole anonymity thing was Great like, you, you don't really, you know, if somebody said to you, you know, I'm a friend of Bill's, you'd go like, oh, Jesus, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I think, yeah, who's Bill? Bill who? I don't know. Yeah. I got a lot of Bills, my friend. Don't talk about Bill. <laughs> you know, but now so I think, true. you know, that everybody knows what that means now. And that. we learn like you learn that, you know, mind and body go together and, and mental health and addiction can, you know, go hand in hand. You can't cure one without the other. And I think, you know, it gets layered on top of each other and you learn more and it makes everything more acceptable. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. it's not, it's not, you know, it's not the, you know, back in the 50s where everything was hush-hush. Oh, you know, mom needs her little helpers or whatever. You know, it's like, <laughs> now, yeah, I had a problem. I don't have it anymore. Right. Uh, hope today, you know, and, and that's how you got to live it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, recovery has a voice finally. You know, we were always uh, always the quiet ones, but now recovery's starting to get a voice, thank God. Yeah, yeah well, know? and recovery has developed. I mean, listen, 30 years ago when I got sober, you know, I was only 40 years old, or the 12-step program, you know what I mean? So it's only 70, 83 right, years right, old. Right, right, right. So it's still yeah, young. Was, yeah. yeah, so it's developed more and more, just like your your recovery develops more and more. It's progressed, you yeah. know, the recovery process has progressed, right. you know. And as we see with Woody's program and, and yours too, it's, it's more specialized. Right. Yes. You know what I mean? You're treating an individual as opposed to just treating a thing. Rich, didn't you go up to uh, Bill Wilson's house recently? I did, yeah. I was up there a couple of weeks ago, and it was amazing. I uh, met uh, Wally P., who uh, is a historian for uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, and uh, he goes from the, from the 50s to the, I mean, uh, from the 30s to the 50s and how they used to do it back then. And it was in a day, four hours, boom, boom, boom. You went through the steps, you did all the stuff, and then you were a member of AA. And right. I think, uh, you know, it was like quick and like, let's get it done, you know, and let's right. get in and let's right. get going. Right. Today, sometimes I seems like, you know, everything's like, oh, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I think sometimes now, unfortunately, with all the stuff that's going on with the drugs, people are dying. Right. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Too quick. Yeah, quick. Well. Like, you know, they, 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 they haven't been through the process. They, you right. know, they are oh, wait, you know, I'll do it whenever. Sure. Whenever might be too late. Certainly. Might be too late, you know. So, oh. but anyway, yeah. All right. that's the sad part of it, yeah. right? right? Unfortunately. Tony, cheer us up, will you? For yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, right, he got I me go, to depress no, everybody. No, no. Now. I got one for you that you reminded <laughs> me of this earlier. 
they tell me the kinks are getting back together. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Somebody hide the cutlery. <laughs> I saw them at the, oh, oh, that was the tubes. The, oh, tube, the, tube, the tubes, different. remember them? The kinks, oh, yeah. Yeah. The kinks were different. Yeah, yeah. The tubes right, were good, though. We're I, got a tri- a, I got a trivia question. I'm sorry, go ahead. We're going to take a, uh, a small little sincere moment break here. Oh, oh sounds sincere. good. Oh. And now it's time for a sincere moment with Shanti Sincere Slade, oh. brought to you by Soul Sessions. Welcome to a sincere moment with Shanti Sincere Slade, and today we're going to talk about how gratitude attracts more abundance. Planting your feet firmly in the soil of gratitude brings more of what serves you. So make sure to be grateful even for the breath of life, grateful for all those things that we consider to be little. Be grateful and make sure that you're in the space of receiving and allowing more things to be grateful for. And that's gratitude with Shanti Sincere Slade on a sincere moment. Pretty nice, huh? Gratitude. I just feel like I got a back rub. <laughs> She's great. Sincere is great. That's a loose. Am I, am I not <laughs> supposed to make fun of that? Uh, grateful <laughs> Heart, <laughs> grateful Heart that, will never drink. Is that sincere <laughs> moment sincere? Yeah, yeah, very sincere. Okay. No, I, very well, sincere. I, lovely, I feel lovely. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. awesome. She is Woody, great. I know, yeah. Woody, I know you do a lot of fundraisers and a lot of stuff like that. Do you have anything coming up to let us or let our listeners know where, where they can go and, and maybe see Tony V on? You know, I, I know I sing Tony at one of your fundraisers and. And, you know, maybe support your, the, the cause and everything. you have anything coming up that, that you can share with us? Well, yeah, we, we, we do. I mean, every Saturday night at Right Turn is a party. Nice. Sober Cafe. Awesome. Right? Yeah. But um, we're planning a, a, a super group event um, for Friday, November the uh, 2nd. Oh, that's awesome. We're kind of in the beginning stages, and I do, I, I do know that Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers is going to be wow. with us. Wow. Nice. Um, Simon Kirk from Bad Company is going to be with us. Um, Holy cow. Um, Headliners. But I don't, r- I don't really have the, a full scope of what the whole night looks like, but it's going to be at the Commonwealth Hotel in uh, Kenmore Square. Nice. Uh, now, don't you have a fundraiser on the August 13th? Well, we have uh, uh, the Mercedes champ, uh, golf, golf champion. Turn, yeah, I y- golfed with those people yesterday for pitching in for kids, another charity, uh-huh. and they mentioned it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, so how do they get involved in that? So, uh, you know, they can call us at Right Turn if, you want, if you're interested in That's sponsoring easy. the golf tournament. We're happy to talk to you about uh, coming on the golf tournament. Simon Kirk. Uh, yeah. is going to be golfing with awesome. He's going to be on my foursome. Beautiful. If anyone wants to golf with Simon Kirk and Woody <laughs> Geesman, God sure. help me. <laughs> sure. Simon's a really good golfer. Sure. Is he? I bet. You know, it's and like, yeah. If anybody wants to golf with me, you should have your head examined. <laughs> <laughs> and, and where is that? Where is that, uh, Woody? So uh, the Blue Hill um, oh, in uh, nice. August 13th. August 13th. August 13th, yes. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Super. beautiful. Be- beautiful. It's the Mercedes Championship. Nice. Um, you know, give Right Turn a call, 781-646-3800 if you uh, want to if you're interested in sponsoring or being a part of it. Super. Yeah. And guys, awesome. I, I, guys, I've been to that um, a couple of those super groups. They're amazing. Some of the, some of the, the, the headliners he had at, at that place, it's worth the money going. It's, it's just an amazing night. It's a sober night. It's, uh, 
you know, and Woody, Woody plays once in a while. He'll jump on the drums and play. And, uh, and John, I don't know if John's one of your, one of your guys there. He also is, I mean, it's just an amazing night of, for the ticket that you, you buy at this place is just amazing. You couldn't even go see, let's say a Rolling Stone show for, for what they do. You know what I mean? And, and he had some good headliners when I went too, right? Woody? Yeah, man, we had uh, Alice Cooper, we've wow. had Chuck Berry, awesome. we've had uh, Ace Freely from Kiss. Yep. Uh, and a couple of years ago, we had Warren Haynes, who I got to play with as well, That the guy from the Allman Brothers. Yeah, that's really? awesome, yeah. Wow. Okay. What a nice guy. Yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, that's it, Friends of Recovery. Whoa, and this is what Already? This is, that's yeah. it, 42 minutes, wow. 44 minutes. I want to thank my guest, obviously, uh, we've been very fortunate to have Woody Giesman and, and Tony V., um, it's been a great show. Of course, my good friend down there, Rich, the uh, step guy, comes every Tuesday, and uh, today he's here. So that's it. Friends of Recovery broadcast live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Thank you, Dave, for having us here. Don't forget, you can reach us at help at friendsrecoverypodcast.com, 1-800-989-6504. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to like us. Come get sober with us, and thank you, Genesis House. Hey, uh, Ed, we'll see you later. Thanks for thanks, Ed. Thanks yeah. for riding the thanks, pine. Guys. Thanks, Jonathan. Genesis Head rules. Guys. Bundle up, Ed. Great job. <laughs> Bundle up, Ed. <laughs> the views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.